Hello and welcome back to another episode of that podcast. My name is Ryan Janke and as always, I'm joined by Pastor DJ Lura and Sarah DeYoung and we are, are we all rested up from last week? Boy, oh boy, what a spectacular week. Oh, mm-hmm. Man. Um, that's church, man. I, it, we, 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 we are the body of Christ, Christians around the world. Churches meet, congregations meet, and are part of the communion of saints. But I'll tell you what, when um, Feed My Starving Children mobile pack happens here, it's like the church invisible becomes viewable to the eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's one, one thing I really thought was cool about Feed My Starving Children. They are unashamedly um, Christian in their expression, yep. but you're seeing not the hype of what Christians are or the biases or the mistakes. Cause frankly, to be a Christian, you have to first admit that you're a sinner, that you're a hypocrite. Uh, <laughs> that's why you need yep. Christ. Yep. Um, but, but what the church is supposed to be, what Christians are supposed to be, which is loving God, loving neighbor, putting that love into action. And, and cause that's what your neighbor sees. They mm-hmm. don't see your heart, but they can see what your, your heart does through your hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was, it was special. There were, um, I don't. I lost track of a, a how many lot. students. A whole lot. A lot of kids. A lot of schools. Um, Most of them in the Fargo Moorhead area, like like yep. the vast 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 majority of school districts. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, outside of uh, Fargo, West Fargo, Moorhead. I guess I think of Holly. I know uh, mm-hmm. Holly came and Central and maybe Northern Cass was Northern. I Northern Cass was there, there the yep. first day. Okay. Yep. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was uh, North yeah. and Central. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think I have a new favorite uh, moment of Feed My Starving Children that I realized this past one. Ryan dancing. That yep. was my favorite. Uh, that yep. was one of them. Mm-hmm. Also learning, I don't know if this has ever been said on the podcast, but you love Mariah Carey. I do, yep. You also really <laughs> and, like Britney and, Spears. And, and Mariah loves me as well. True, she sings <laughs> yep. about it. Yep. Every Christmas. Um, yep. But no, my actual new favorite part was hearing <laughs> um, all of the different faith leaders or pastors or whoever was there during the pack who came down to pray over the end because yeah. it was so cool to see, you know, we, we had uh, the Shanley and like the JP two Catholic school district who came and they yeah. prayed over it. But then mm-hmm. no matter the different walks of faith, whatever, it all came back to the same message. And it was like, man, seeing that unity was really awesome. Yeah. yeah it, 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 it goes beyond denomination mm-hmm. when, when the body of Christ is united and in, in doing what the Lord calls mm-hmm. us to do doesn't matter. Yep. I love that you said that the JP two father, uh, John, John, John Paul, the <laughs> second. Yeah. That's the school district. JP two. We love you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's the name of the school district. Yeah, it's the JP two school district. Do they call it that? Or do they call it the John Paul, the second? I school? think it's the, like they formally call it John Paul, the second. Technically. But it's kind of like, you know, do you ever say feed my starving children more than once in a sentence? Or do you say FMSC? That's true. That's true. I just think there's never been a Pope like John Paul II who's so cool. The kids JP2. call him JP2. We love you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a good week. Mm-hmm. It was a very good week. 1.4 million meals packed, a little more Crazy. than that. Uh, enough to feed almost 4,000, over 3,900 mm-hmm. kids for a full year. We packed over a million meals more than the previous year. Oh, like mm-hmm. 1.4 we packed million one point, more. Over yes. a million more meals than last year. Exactly. Yeah, that's what that's, he's saying. That's yeah. what I'm yep. saying. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting at. Yep, that's if true. You that's what cool. I'm cooking. That is true. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that because I am kind of, uh, I don't know the right word, 
complaining about 2022 just kind of being yeah so far. And um, I was thinking, I was like, man, that 20, I could go back to like pre-COVID. That'd be really just one week of like carefree, no COVID <laughs> world would be awesome. Is that because there was no podcast then? No, is that why? no, but I was is talking why, about, Sarah? no, is that the deal? I see what's going on pre-COVID around here. It is pre-podcast. No, uh-huh. but yeah. anyway, those carefree days. Yeah. You know, simple times. That's so good. But anyway, I was like, man, you You're know, right. we were one of the last big like events in 2020. That's you, true. Weird thing. That, like we that, packed in 2020. At, we did. At the end yep. of January, mm-hmm. right before February came rolling yep. in. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yep. Why? It's true. Mm-hmm. Nothing yes. but facts. There you go. Well, we're, we can't go back to those pre-COVID days, but we seem to be pushing through them. We yep. got to move forward. Got to keep living. Mm-hmm. Speaking of moving forward, we have a new sermon series. We, we do. do. Was that a segue? That was sure. a, a brilliant segue. Not, I, I not wish the machine I had some, that you drive on. I wish no. I had some cool music to, those can be to dangerous. segue. We'll just go with the <laughs> breaking glass. We're stone cold. That was a great segue. <laughs> if you, it, it, What's could, the new sermon series, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> it's realignment. Yes, life realignment. Life Perfect. realignment. So for those of you joining us on the podcast, feel free that with each one of these, um, tonight we're going to talk about, we're talking about the sacred life. It's tied to the message that Pastor Cross gave, which you can find online mm-hmm. at our YouTube mm-hmm. page. Yep. I'm sure it's probably even linked in the uh, or drop YouTube, down part uh, of this. That's not what the kids say. I, I said it wrong. It's YouTube channel, oh. right? Not YouTube page. I thought it's the YouTubes. And I like the YouTubes mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my plan is to remember to put the link in the description. That's why for I just said it right there. Yep. So yep. if you don't want any spoilers, now's the time to just step aside from the podcast uh, video for a moment. Hit that pause button. Yep. Hit that pause button. We'll go, in, go into the link and then you can come back because we're kind of like the, um, I, I was saying, we're kind of like the appendix. Like you, you shouldn't read the appendix to the Lord of the Rings, the Silmarillion until you've read Lord of the Rings. That's a nice comment. I think of us more as the spark notes. I thought thought you meant that we were more like the human appendix and we really aren't here for any purpose other than to be here. Well, we we like to cause appendicitis. And when all else fails, we can be removed. That's. Yes. Yes. We're an inflammation in the bowels of the the body of Christ. That's. that's, Can we get that as a tagline? That podcast? The inflammation. Anyway. All right. The information bowels. <laughs> so uh, the first one in the sermon series, uh, we, we, we in Life Realignment, Paul talked about, uh, Pastor Cross talked about the sacred life. When you guys think of the word sacred, what, what does that mean to you? What, what do you think of? It's sacred. I feel like more important than anything else. Mm. Like it's the number one. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Number one. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd go along with that. Sacred, you'd think of... Um, Before you got married, did the pastor sit down with you and, and Tab and say, now you're going to make some vows, and these vows are sacred? Probably. That was a long time ago. What do you think that means? Like, do you, do you think your wedding vows are sacred? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it means... And uh, you said number one. Number yep. one. There you go. It's, uh, yep, it... Uh, it how else do you say it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. It's the the uh, you you talk about things like um, like wedding vows or or um, you know they talk about uh, sacred like a like a cemetery maybe mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. sacred or like, what, like holy the, the things like holy ground yeah. or yeah. the things you hold sacred mm-hmm. like your mm-hmm. values. That's cool. Most important. 
You know, it's interesting because holy really means untouchable. It's so important that it's um, beyond anything else. Mm-hmm. And so what I hear you saying is sacred is like that too. It's the, mm-hmm. it's, it's a numero uno. Yes. Above, mm-hmm. above everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's the jefe, the boss. <laughs> so you're learning Spanish. I know that yeah. word, jefe. Yep. I am. Are you doing a Duolingo? I am. Oh man. I am doing Duolingo. I am. I, I came back from Nicaragua and I was like, I had no idea what they were saying to me. <laughs> They could have been making fun of me for all I know. I have no I don't, idea I don't, what they I don't said. think we need to question it, Ryan. I'm just going to assume that they were. Okay. They I, kept I, calling me gringo. I, Why? Uh, or, or Pelon. Uh, actually, that was uh, the name for Derek and my, and my cousin, Del, uh, because they're bald. I guess oh. it, means, it means baldy. Hey, baldy. So, Pelon. Hey, no. uh, That's great. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I know, I know, <laughs> I know we're trying Baldy. to get, I know we're trying to get work done here, Yeah, but we had the pack last week and then we put out that, uh, uh, the video, the, the rap video, rap video, the wrap up video, you know, the, the last video that we do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Mar- so Mike, uh, one of uh, one of our members here does videography for a living and we gave him a camera and told him go to work one night and so he wound up I think it's important to add to this yes. though is it was the shift that he was there for was a little bit quieter it was so the group of us who usually volunteer doing media stuff figured he's doing this let's go down and pack so there was a table of us causing shenanigans well also chicanery yes and so i danced and i looked over and he's filming me dancing and then i talked to mark and mark's like nah don't worry about it your your dance doesn't go with the music it'll be all right and there it was it was perfect with the music it was and a highlight for many people in that video was seeing your sweet sweet moves my dance Mm -hmm. well now now going back to nicaragua (laughs) last night I got a Facebook message from my new friend Carlos mm-hmm. from Nicaragua, who sent me just a 20-second <laughs> snippet of that video with me dancing. Can you forward that to Dana and have her turned into a GIF? <laughs> and confirmed that I have sweet dance moves. Yeah, you are. Can't get nothing by this smooth criminal. No. Nope. Yep. <laughs> yep. I am the James Brown of Latin America. I just decided right now. I'm just going to Google who that is really quick. Your, your soul brother number one? Is that what you're saying? Did you hear what she just <laughs> I said? I did. I did. And she's doing it. For those oh. of you audio only people, she is actually on her phone Googling. I just want to know what songs he's saying. That is a sad thing indeed, Sarah. Sad thing indeed. Soul brother number one. All right. Back to realignment. Let's realign this he, conversation. He's <laughs> uh, a, a lot more famous for uh, uh, a lot better songs earlier in his career i think like he's famous for him but the song that always got me was his rendition of living in america <laughs> from, from the rocky, rocky four movie <laughs> isn't that great yeah living in america. okay i know that song yeah yeah <laughs> we got there yeah James yep. and he had best. sweet dance moves yeah he's the All best right. <laughs> yeah Anywho, there we go. Uh, so we we're talking about the, the sacred life, and the point with this um, that, that Pastor Cross was going into has a bit to do with worldview, and your worldview is really how you look at at the world, and a lot of things that we think are facts, and um, maybe like like political, um, are often 
more about worldview than they are about facts or science. Um, it, it's, it has to do with how you look at things. And the way you look at things is the lens by which you look at the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what you may consider a fact, someone else may not consider a fact because you're looking at the same issue through different lenses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's um, part of being a Christian is recognizing that the world is not in line with the word and the world is telling us certain things that we're to believe that can often be in conflict with what the word says. And so Paul mentioned two worldviews, um, the naturalistic and the utilitarian. And he said, these, these are not the only worldviews, but these are two that the world looks at that's, that, that scripture actually rejects and says, no, the worldview is um, uh, a scriptural worldview is not in line with a naturalistic worldview or utilitarian worldview. Um, what uh, naturalistic, what did, what do you think it means to have a naturalistic worldview? Well, nature. Yeah. Right? I was thinking like kind of a hippie, like vegetarian things happen for the reason that they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Type. Yeah, things. Does it go back to the, uh, uh, the like the Big Bang and everything? Just yeah, it could. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the idea that this is all that there is, mm-hmm. and uh, you you are what your genetics are. How uh, how sad? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like this is it. This is, this is, all, is all there is. is? What set? I, I'm not saying this to be flippant. I'm not saying it to be sarcastic. I'm not saying it to be anything, but. If that is the case, what, and again, it's no matter what I choose to, to compare this to, it's going to seem like it's funny, but I'm not meaning to be funny. What separates us from a squirrel or well, an ant? And from a naturalistic worldview, uh, uh, morally, ethically, nothing. Right. What separates you from those things is really only the natural uh, ability that you have to recognize patterns. Mm-hmm. And are self-aware. That's the only thing that really separates you naturally from a squirrel. Okay? okay. So if you think about that, take take a naturalistic worldview to its logical conclusion. The conclusion is nothing matters. Because there is no right, there is no wrong, there just is what there is. So while in this existence, you might as well seek after... Um, your happiness or whatever your desires are to fulfill and gratify those. This is nothing new. This is, this is just a mixture of nihilism or the idea that there, that this is all there is. And once you die, there's nothing. And Epicureanism, eat, drink, and be merry because tomorrow you die. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, that's all the naturalistic worldview is. Sure. And so wh- what do people end up doing? If you have a naturalistic worldview, you seek your truth uh, your ideal and what makes you happy, mm-hmm. and um, in a free society like the United States, this becomes can very easily become the highest virtue. If you think about like what our country was founded on, what was it said in the Declaration of Independence? Um, all, all men are created equal, endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights. Mm-hmm. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in a free society that can become the idol of, you know, 
my happiness and my freedom and my whatever is all that really matters. Right. Because nothing matters. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a naturalistic worldview. You just basically, you take God out of the picture and what you have is what you have and there is no real good or bad. There just is nature. Mm-hmm. There just is what's what you can see, what you can predict, what you can experience. Sure. A utilitarian worldview looks at existence and what matters most as what do you have to offer? And if you think about a utilitarian worldview, this is right in line with most of the religions of the world. Mm -hmm. If you are the best person in keeping the rules of your religion, then you're better than everybody else. Um, You know, that was the argument that Jesus often made against the Pharisees is that they're, they, they didn't have the right attitude. They had all the laws, but they didn't love their neighbor. They judged their neighbor based on them being better than their neighbor. Mm-hmm. And how do you decide who's the best people? Who are the people that we envy? Who are the people that, and, and you know, you can be completely honest. It's not a church thing. Who are the people that we would most likely want to be like? Mm. People who are rich and famous. Yeah. Rich and famous. Yeah. I know I know how much uh, we like to kvetch about, about football stars like, Tom Brady or anything, but I think any of us in a heartbeat would trade lives to be Tom Brady or to be Brett Favre in his heyday or, you know, whoever yeah, it on, may be. On the surface, I would say so. I mean, um, <clears throat> yeah. Materialistically, Materialistically, right, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. The world yeah. looks at a Tom Brady and the world looks at a DJ Lura and says Tom Brady's better. I'll take mm-hmm. Tom. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. a utilitarian worldview. He has a lot more to offer. Yeah. Money, fame, um, yeah. uh, uh, perfect life, good looking guy. Um, it, it, his life is of more value than my life. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> Tabitha and I were joking about this last night. It's why the Kardashians are coming back. There's a new a new season of the Kardashians. We, could, we on, couldn't handle TV on, without the Kardashians on, on the Hulu. I guess not. We only no. lasted what six months. How long was that show off the air? It seems uh, like it's been on my entire life. Yeah, twenty years plus. Uh, yeah, but they've <laughs> they've got a new a new. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously somebody somebody saw enough value in that program to say, yeah, we'll take you. Yeah, they're going to be on Hulu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can, so someone can make some money. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that goes well, to what you're talking about. Think about the, like, the new field now of people being influencers, the people that I'm going to buy this on the internet because yeah. so-and-so that I follow said that it's the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and the entire utilitarian worldview of looking at someone else and being like, that person is more important than someone else. The natural drive of that is, yes, I'm going to think that way because I think I can get something from that person mm-hmm. that I can't, you know, I can get a job from a rich guy. I can't get a job from a poor guy. Sure. Mm-hmm. So the rich guy is more important. Or or uh, at worst piggyback on that, mm-hmm. that rich exactly. person. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. It's, it's, it's survival of the fittest. Uh-huh. Um, it's that type of worldview and, mm-hmm. and where you find value. The biblical worldview is very different different from that. And we get it right away at the beginning in Genesis where it talks about how God values human life. Mm -hmm. The first thing he says about it is that, um, you know, looking at at scripture, we find out that, that we are all made in the image of God. 
male and female Mm -hmm. made in the image of God. When you hear that phrase, this is even before we hear about Adam and Eve and God formed them with his own hands. This is about, this is the, the poetic narrative of the creation of the universe and, and the sixth day or age, um, prior to the seventh day where God rests, he creates humanity, male and female, or uh, old language is man, but man used to mean both men and women mm-hmm. <laughs> when used in that context. Now we're, now it's humanity or humans, mm-hmm. but male and female, he created them. In the beginning, it seems like the way God created the order of things was not like a hierarchical structure of men, women, dogs, cats, birds, chipmunks, and so on. But that he created male and female uniquely equal and at the same time uniquely made in God's image. What value do you think that then places on life? that's different and rejects a naturalistic worldview or an um, utilitarian worldview. There's purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, a higher calling, I guess. We'll, yeah. You know, um, yeah, there, there is a, there is something more. Well, in a naturalistic so. worldview, really um, human life has no meaning. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In a utilitarian worldview, human life only has meaning in what can be gained from it mm-hmm. or who has the most influence and power is mm-hmm. of a greater value than someone else. Yep. But right there in the beginning, all of humanity is named as made in the image of God. The most, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you look at either one of those other views, God is a threat because God is the most powerful. Mm-hmm from a utilitarian worldview and God is, is antithetical to a naturalistic worldview because there's something more than just what can be seen, what can be experienced. Right. And so what is there now has value Mm -hmm. that in a naturalistic worldview has no value. Mm -hmm. And why does it have value? Because it has a creator that created it specifically to be in the image of the creator Mm -hmm. talking about humans. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So right from the beginning, from scripture, we discover that the life is designed to be sacred by God because it's sacred in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. Because once God makes humans, God says all that he's made, he's been saying it's, and it's good. I made the birds and they're good. I made the rocks and yep. they're good. He makes humans. He looks over everything. He says, very good. Very good. Yep. Now I can rest. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the first thing. Um, Scripture goes over and over on this stuff as well. I mean, it speaks about that even before you were born, God knew you. Mm-hmm. Like, Scripture speaks about your individual value, even though it's it's all of humanity. It's not just like God in a general sense is like, you know, kind of that thing like, oh, everyone's special, which means no one's special. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. In God's perspective all of creation is made in his image and he has a personal relationship with you the believer and that activates that specialness that you are an image bearer of god mm-hmm. the thing that i find interesting about that is that when you when, when that hits home when that becomes your primary identity that you're made in the image that you're an image bearer it makes the value of your neighbor go up too yeah mm-hmm because suddenly they have value in knowing that they're loved by God too. Mm-hmm. It's realizing that I'm loved 
Well, and, and the one that I love who loves me also loves this person, so I'm going to love them also. Right. It becomes contagious that way. But, but where this comes from is, is Scripture, which gives promises. Uh, uh, Isaiah 43, 1, uh, God, I have called you by name. You are mine. Um, Psalm 22, um, uh, I knit you in your mother's womb. You are wonderfully made, right? Um, this goes on and on. Luke 1, 11 through 15, the Holy Spirit resides with uh, baby John before he's even born. And when when Jesus comes near in the womb of Mary, the Holy Spirit, he leaps, mm-hmm. right? God so values you, the believer, that he's come to dwell in your midst, to tabernacle with you. And so you have God, the Holy Spirit, in your heart. And the mm-hmm. proof of that is your faith. Yeah. I mean, that all speaks to just this sacredness of value that God places on your life, which is a very different way of looking at the world than, than these other viewpoints that remove God and remove scripture from the scene. Mm-hmm. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything you guys want to add about that? That, that from this, vo- from the, the sacred life viewpoint of, of, of realignment, God is claiming a sinner, claiming someone who's broken, who doesn't know him through his word and giving that person worthiness, purpose, new life, um, a sense of love and happiness that the world doesn't understand, a sense of peace and joy that the world doesn't understand, primarily because the world is looking at existence through a worldview that is almost sterile. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of like, do you guys ever watch those like Walking with Dinosaurs? Have you ever, have you ever watched that show on Discovery? Uh-uh. It was mm-hmm. back in the day. It's like this. It, it was in the early days of CGI. So you can, it's kind of so like it watching really good, huh? It's kind of like watching the early Toy Story movies. Like you can really tell the difference <laughs> between Toy Story One and Toy Story Four. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> was it Land of the Lost? No, no, it was called Walking with Dinosaurs. But yes, it was very much like the claymation. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. But it, you watch it, and it's and it's like this is seventeen million years ago, and it mm. talks about these creatures that basically like there's no there's no creator. It's just survival of the fittest uh-huh. and it looks horrible like yeah. who would want to exist at that time because there's yeah. there's no there's nothing greater than just what you see here mm-hmm. right yeah um knowing who god is looking at the world in a biblical worldview you discover how special you are mm-hmm. to god and it also makes you see how wonderful and glorious creation is. There's a joy that comes with it. Yeah. So I, I, I've only um, contemplated atheism or a naturalistic worldview uh, a few times in my life where, where I really like put like, like this, this is true. Uh And I, I still recall the sense of just despair and hopelessness. Oh, just, had. yeah. If this is all this is, <laughs> if this is all there is, I mean, right. that's. Yeah, it's, it's just gross. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I don't know what other word to use, you know. And I think part of the reason we feel that way is because you do already have a sense of the sacred when you believe in God. Mm-hmm. And, and sacred is 
Number it, it's better than. Yeah. Well, if I have the better than life, why would I want to go back or mm-hmm. into, you know, you think almost like this descending into yeah, right. <laughs> the yeah. muck and the mud of yeah, dark naturalism mm-hmm. or or um utilitarianism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this series. Um I think mm-hmm. it, I think it's going to be they're all really good, but I think I think this one's going to be a a, pay, a pay, can we call it a page turner? I there are no pages to be turned, but sure. <laughs> so so uh, I'll I'll touch on one more thing to have a, add a little bit of of uh, scandal, I guess, because there's things dun, that dun. that we shouldn't in polite conversation talk about. And Pastor Cross really broke this down really well. I thought that you know in church you're going to respond to tough tough topics, and he used a, a very tough topic, uh, a tough tough topic. Mm-hmm. Um, the sanctity of of life and what that means for a very divisive issue in the United States, like like uh, abortion, mm-hmm. on you know, and abortion is the law of the land. It, it's legal to have an abortion. Yep. The question asked is, but how does the Christian worldview look at that? Mm-hmm. And and Pastor Cross said you can do one of three things. You can respond politely. Yeah. Which is Minnesota nice, North Dakota nice. Yep. Uh, nothing to see here. We're not going to discuss this in church because we're, we're just going to be polite. Right. The other uh, point is is to become political, and yep. political means choosing a side. Yep. And either we're going to say that that God is for it or against it. Yep. And that the church should be for it or against it. Yep. Um, talking about abortion. Um. I liked his response very much because I think that there's it, there's more value in it. And the the problem with picking a side is then you have to enter into a fight. Mm-hmm. And there's some things that aren't worth fighting over. Um at, at least not in in the way of us versus them. Mm-hmm. Right? And that is splitting up the body of Christ or Ken among Christians. And his was to take the pastoral view, um, which means I'm going to speak the truth to my neighbor in the midst of loving them and giving them grace. You know, Jesus brings grace and truth. It doesn't mean we don't call a thing what it is, and we do. And here's the truth about abortion. It is a cry and shame that we have to have, that that they happen. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there are more abortions that take place than people who've died of, you know, COVID every year. Mm-hmm. And and we get really up in arms about COVID. Um, with abortion, it's almost as if we, we don't want to talk about it as a culture. We don't want to recognize it for what it is. Um, it, it's, it's the death of a child. And we'll even argue about, is it a child? Is it not a child, right? Sure. The biggest thing, though, is that the temptation is to judge anyone who's engaged in having an abortion. And, um, you know, is that, is that the loving thing to do? Is that the gracious thing to do? No. I mean, I mean, um, uh, a person who has to, it, it's basically making a life or death decision. Mm-hmm. I've never gone through that. I've never had to experience the desperation of needing to make that type of a decision. Right. Um, so even by, 
you know, I'm someone I would consider myself pro-life, even in disagreeing with the, with the institution of abortion, I want to love a person who's had to make that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not to their benefit or to the benefit of the world to be like, uh, you're broken, you're bad, you know, because the church's response should be, you're broken, I'm broken, come, mm-hmm. let's let's rest, let's cry together, let's mm-hmm. let's uh, uh, heal together. Um, and you can do both. You can call thing what it is and love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes back to that utilitarian, not bringing the util- your sins are worse than mine. So exactly. shame on you. And yeah. that's the, te- that's always the temptation. Mm-hmm. If we are not following a, a, a worldview of, of how God looks at things and looks at us, um, that even, even someone who's had to experience the event of an abortion is sacred in God's eyes still. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll, our temptation is to enter into a naturalistic or utilitarian worldview if, and when it benefits us. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's always the ten, that's always a temptation. Yep. And what happens is when the gospel hits you, you realize that when we engage in those type of worldviews, it's really an expression of our sinfulness and that we're sinners. Mm-hmm. And when the gospel hits you again, that's where you get those fe- feelings of guilt and shame of, oh, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, I'm living in the flesh, or you yeah. know, I'm, I'm deep in the flesh <laughs> right now. Um, it's it's about worldview. It's about valuing life. Because God values life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did I navigate that one well enough that <laughs> I won't get into too much trouble? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, it's, it's, um, I'm excited. I'm happy that, uh, that, that we're tackling this. Thankfully I won't be up there tackling. Any of this. <laughs> well, we're going to get, we're going to get into some, you know, we're going to get, we're going to have the, we're going to have the tough topics. Mm-hmm. To at least give a, a framework for Christians to know how to navigate and speak into contentious issues, right? And also recognize that when someone else is deciding they want to they want to argue with you politically rather than pastorally, because mm-hmm. um, pastorally doesn't mean it's the pastor's response. It's it's every Christian's response. Yeah, pastor means shepherd, so it's it's guiding and loving your neighbor and being able to say the hard things. Uh, in a way that it does not remove grace and love from your neighbor because truth often it feels very hard. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. no one wants to hear you're a sinner. Um, and I don't need anyone to tell me that because when the gospel preaches, <laughs> I hear that in my head, you're a sinner. <laughs> yeah. That's a hard truth. Yep. Um, the gospel then breaks in and says, I love you. Yeah. I forgive you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're mine. I've called you by name. Right. Yep. So, there we go. All right. Mm-hmm. Very How good. many weeks is the sermon series? Do we know? Are we 400? Okay. We're going to go until Christ returns. <laughs> Wait, did you put a did you put a date on this? Oh, no one knows the day. Uh, but no you one, just said 400 four, until he returns. Well, um four, 70 <laughs> times 70. 70 70 times 7, Ryan. <laughs> Because no one knows the day or the hour except Math the Father. Math is hard. Yeah. The Bible says so. Now you got me thinking, okay, if it's 400 by 52, he's going to be here in how many years? You got, 20, you got two, two decades. Yeah, all right. It's <laughs> a long That's time. That's funny. Uh, cool. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. Yeah. It's, be proven I, I, a false prophet in 2042. Yep. So yeah, I'm, I'm not. Go find DJ in the nursing home. Yep. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on how many weeks. Several. Okay. Several. Um, 
So a couple of things before, is there anything else that either you want to say on this? Can I, I th- ask? I think we're going up until Easter. Okay. I think it's can, like seven weeks. Can I ask yeah. what we're talking about? What we're realigning next week? We're, well, this can week we was the spoilers. Sa- yeah, you can follow. Here's a spoiler for anyone who can figure it out. If you read your Bible, you're going to notice a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> and we're following that pattern. So we had the sacred life. Mm-hmm. Guess what comes after the sacred life? Right away in the Bible, what happens? God makes it, calls it very good, and what happens? Goes downhill. Flood? No. (laughs) Oh, wait. (laughs) Quiet, you! (laughs) It's still going. No, that's not the one I wanted either. Where is it? Oh, here it is. That's what I wanted. There you go. Because what's happening next? You got to label that thing. (laughs) It's got pictures. I'm just... Dumb. I can't. I can't figure <laughs> we it out. We need a key. Like next. I got a label maker and everything, but the yeah. label maker is too big to go on here. Anyway, um, after the sacred life, we have the broken life. Okay. Because mm. what happens next in the Bible? Sin. Yeah. Yeah. Sin enters. Yep. Cool. Okay. Um, I wanted to say a couple of things before we before we head out here. First of all, I went into my closet today and I grabbed, and then I put back. My Fargo Davies red long sleeve T-shirt, because <laughs> that would have been like the fourth Tuesday in a row. Well, I know, right now last it, week. it feels like it's Thursday. This is your Thursday outfit, yeah. so yeah. Do you have the day this of the week sewn in the back? No, but I should. I should. So that is why I'm not wearing my red Fargo Davies long sleeve T-shirt today. The other thing is, we got an email from uh, Dwayne, one of uh, one of our yeah. our listeners, mm-hmm. and he wanted to just make a quick note that uh, a few weeks ago, I don't know how many how many weeks ago it was, we talked about the sign language Bible, yeah, that had that had come out, and that was put put together by a fellow named Dwayne King, mm-hmm. cool. and he recently passed away, and oh. so Dwayne P. Mm-hmm. Uh, sent a uh, sent an article about that. I'll I'll put that in the in the description as well. So if anybody's interested in reading about that, but the guy who put that all together passed away recently. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Dwayne, mm-hmm. for uh, for sending that, that in and sharing it, and uh, we'll pass that along. Definitely. So that's it. Anything else coming up? We got anything going on? We do. Uh, we have atonement slam. If you're if you are uh, if you're one of the people who watches or listens immediately when the uh, when that podcast comes out, hot uh, off the press, hot off the press. Um, atonement this is your slam. reminder. Go buy your ticket <laughs> uh, right now. Atonement <laughs> slam is Saturday, February the twelfth. Pause this. We'll wait. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're back. Uh, Yep, we, uh, that is this Saturday, February the 12th at Atonement right here on site. Um, you can, you can come, come and check that out. It's going to be a fun time. We are raising money for youth summer mission trips. So that is going to be good. That's coming up. Um, I understand that we're going to do Lent and Easter again this year. Okay. Uh, that's coming in March. Mar- was it March 2nd? Is that Ash Wednesday? Yeah, Ash Wednesday is yep. late this year. Mm-hmm. And Easter is going to be on a Sunday again this year. Is mm-hmm. it really? Yeah, yeah, coincidentally. Write that down. Easter that Sunday. Down. Yep. And then Thanksgiving will be on a Thursday if you're planning ahead. No. <laughs> that was last year. Yeah. She's going to change. I don't know. Huh. I think All so. All right. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's what we got going on um, just in the near future here. So cool. Um, 
What anybody? Are we worth spinning again on Sunday? We're gonna. Cool. We are, we are going to. Are you gonna tell them about it? Well, I am, but okay. are we praying first? You go ahead, Ryan. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for this discussion. Thank you for this sermon series. God, I pray for uh, Pastor Cross as he prepares these messages and and gives these messages um, in the in the coming weeks. Lord, I pray for uh, those who are listening to the messages. Um, I pray for um, I pray for love and for for truth in in grace, truth and grace, Lord, uh, as we. Um, as we have these discussions, and I pray that uh, uh, we use this sermon series to um, to uh, 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 fill our toolbox, as Pastor mm-hmm. Cross has that toolbox um, with him up on the stage. Lord, I pray that we we would be able to take this and fill our own toolbox, so that we have um, the words to speak if these things come up, and we can do so in love. And so, God, I thank you again for this time, Lord. I thank you for all the people who are listening. And uh, uh, just, Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. So now, this Sunday, this coming Sunday, even if you are viewing this years down the road, (laughs) this Sunday... There will be services at atonement, unless Jesus has returned by now, which you'll know. We'll have services. Quick, pause this. Check out the window. If, if it if, looks like the end of the world, if then Jesus, no. If Jesus has returned, you probably won't be listening to this because I don't know if it's good enough to make it into heaven. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. 4601 South University Drive in Fargo will have services at 9 a.m. and 1030 a.m., a tradition service followed by a modern service. They will also be streamed online at atonementfargo.org or atonement.live, or you can see them anytime on the YouTubes by searching Mm -hmm. Atonement Fargo. Did I cover it all? Was that good? Did you know I just recently used the uh, YouTube? I went back and watched one because I knew there was a song that was saying in the modern service. And I was like, I know what date it was saying, but I don't remember the words to it. And I wanted ah, to look it up. So you went back. Look hey. at that. More, huh? more reasons to watch it than just to get caught up. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yes. So uh, all that, all that is happening. If you have any questions, if you'd like to send us any comments or anything like Dwayne did this week, you can do so at atonement uh, or that podcast.net. Mm-hmm. We have a what, website. We do that podcast.net uh, or on our Facebook page. You can uh, like our Facebook page. You can send us messages there or email us. Uh, what, whatever. However, we're easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy. Call the office. Ask for Ryan. Oh man. <laughs> Did you say that? All not, right. Thank you all way. for being here for pastor DJ Lura and Sarah DeYoung. My name is Ryan Janke. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time for another riveting episode of that podcast. <laughs>